listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. The way she bounced both cheekies. Was she freaky? Should've known she was kinky. When I walked inside the room and I seen her slinky. Even made me use my pinky. The way she teach me. It's so dreamy. Oh, God. Damn, man. I cheat on tests cheat on hoes i cheat when i can i'm even cheating on my whip i got a side bends but she made me want to cut off all my side friends a nigga be trying to chase her take her date rape her stand outside the daycare sit there wait there fuck i can't even trust the neighbors damn hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and Karen, I think that's the first time I actually really listened to the lyrics, and that 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 don't. Sound. Oh, it's a reprehensible song. I tried to tell y'all okay. Sunday, <laughs> Saturday when the I told y'all the beat goes so hard. I was listening. You're going, oh, that's really just fucked up. What he just said? Yeah, Big Sean Milf. He talks about fucking that little boy's mama and kicking him out the room and shit. And then Nicki Minaj get on there. It's it's pretty 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 problematic. Anyway, uh, it is a Monday monday night football the return uh finally uh get to see my eagles uh play because i don't watch preseason football because that shit don't count towards nothing so uh and i think we played an early game so you know this show might be you know maybe around two hours uh because uh, i do want to see him play um yep and i need to see all the sam bradford i can see before he gets hurt for the season so you never know which play it's gonna be the second the third you know <laughs> um you can find this show the blackout tips on itunes and stitcher to search the blackout tips and leave us five star reviews uh and we'll read them on the show as long as we like them the uh official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is sponsored we are sponsored by tweakedaudio.com that's right go to tweakedaudio.com and get yourself some headphones okay uh i have some uh the ones karen's wearing right now on the podcast that she has those mm-hmm. uh we have we have some that we work out in like we have multiple pairs of tweaked audio headphones for different occasions mm-hmm. um my favorite right now are the Hegons or the hegane i don't know how you pronounce either uh, one, but d- depend on if you pronounce it in anime style or not yeah but i prefer the um hegane uh inner uh, uh inner ear earphones because you can put them in and they're still small they're still sleek they don't get tangled because they have that really cool cord that doesn't tangle which is if you guys work out and you have a gym bag it is literally the worst part of working out is just untangling that fucking headphone uh, cord mm-hmm. how many people have just left in the parking lot because it was like fuck it <laughs> right just, it ain't gonna mad. happen today um and that's how why half of the headphones break well these don't take they have that no tangle cord um they also have this really sleek uh inner ear design where you put it in your ear and then it kind of stays there for you without you having to tug at it without falling out because you weren't bouncing around on a treadmill um you know i'm just now getting used to the fact that i don't have to touch my ears whenever i'm playing basketball uh shooting around or on the treadmill like that yeah or on the elliptical machine or anything like that which is uh which is a cool feature man um and uh like i said they're really high quality and if you go to tweak.air.com and put in code tbgwt you get 33 percent off of these headphones you also get free shipping and uh you get a lifetime guarantee so if anything does happen god forbid they break boom you just send them back you know they send you a new pair and you're good so tweakedaudio.com code tbgwt treat yourself 
Yes, and I have used it several times. It's, I don't know why, but I tell up headphones, y'all. I tear them up so I know they are true to their warranty. Yeah, yeah. Karen has uh, had to send hers back uh, quite a few times. Right. Uh, they've always, um, it's always worked. With no problem, y'all. And you know what? I like to listen to in my headphones. That's right. Day 271. <laughs> we have not forgotten about you, Bobby. We're going to get you out. <laughs> There's a whole slate of confessions and shit that happened in prison. You probably got to got to talk about. Like I told they shicey when I shot, nigga. Like I told them, twirl, drop, nigga. And we keep the mind millies on my block, nigga. And my take keep it on him, he done drop, niggas. And we be wildin', he some hot, nigga. Tones known to get busy with the clocks, nigga. Try to run down and you can catch a shot, nigga. Running through these checks till I pass, pass out, pass out. Shorty give me neck till I pass, pass out, pass out. Swear to God, all I do is trash out. And if you ain't a hoe, get out of my trap house. Fifth grade. Really never made no difference. Oh, we gotta free him. He might got another one of them hits in him. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh all right. So <laughs> um don't forget also we're on like uh social media. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter, I'm Rodimus Prime. I am say that again, that as in D A T You talking about that it's funny though. A lot of people are like Hey Rod, I love what Karen said. You were like, uh, she she does have a Twitter name, y'all. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. Hey man, Karen is so funny. I'm like, well, just tell her. Why are you adding me on Twitter to tell her she's funny? Because they don't remember. All right, just say that again. Um, uh, all right, man. Let's uh go ahead and get get into the actual show. There's news going on all around the world, and uh, people expect us to talk about it um i guess first and foremost someone asked the question is taylor swift the new michael jackson what Mm-hmm. is taylor swift the new michael jackson is the question well karen no what question is this? no well they both will die looking like white women but that's <laughs> that is as far as that similarity goes in my opinion yeah, I, I mean i mean it's they get on my when that when they compare shit like this is like the next covid and next michael jordan and the next Ma- there's only one of a kind like it's just certain people that never will be able to duplicate not that nobody can't ever be better than these people but you know you do things and, and you deserve your own you um pave your own path and it's just one of those things where i want to see the longevity of her career <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's you know it's not like she's been around 15 20 years now well michael jackson film do you remember the time in africa there was a lot of black people in them because black people were in africa taylor swift filmed a video in africa no black people i mean come on man it's not even close she went pre-apartheid or something she need like look i love taylor swift mm-hmm. But she would need like fucking six more 1989s before we can even begin this discussion. You know what I'm saying? Like she would need like so many motherfucking more pop hits. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that as a, in any negative way. It would be, it's like when people say 
is lebron james better than jordan it's like it's hard to say that shit for most people because it's like well the measurables aren't really the same and the era has changed right and a lot of people are never going to be willing to back off of that and music is even more subjective than basketball so you know it's really hard to just be on some like oh one of the greatest musicians ever of course she's the next him she's him already right and like you said it's it's not the same a lot of michael jackson was pre-internet and a lot of shit matters the honestly pre or post internet like that shit matters uh because now people are bombarded with so much music that i don't think anybody will ever get to the status of some of uh, some of the artists that we love like there are people will just never get to those statuses like it's going to be rare that you get to a beyonce level you know like everybody can't get there because of the internet and people are bombarded with so much music and you know it's not like years ago when the radio was your only source of music it's so many different avenues where you can pick up so much music that you don't have to depend on your standard listening to get your music yeah i i mean you gotta think about it too like michael jackson do concerts and white girls will pass out in in countries where they don't even speak english right before he said a word right you talking like about they just show up they pay all that fucking money and show up and just be like make it right just pass the fuck out and then they got a whole row of just <laughs> these these are tickets this is the pass out row where we just send these motherfuckers back to the front right like that's like i don't right. know that anybody's just gonna surpass that i think right and then also you know low-key shade uh if anybody was comparable right now it would probably be beyonce right but, you know they kind of missed the boat on that shit right right and, and i could and, and it's still not even a fair comparison right but i could see you saying somebody like beyonce she started out in the group you know kind of like jackson five right then she went solo now she's the number one artist in the world i mean right there's some um you know there's some comparison there and i i think the thing with taylor swift that kind of makes the shit in like crazy both ways and she has these unreasonable fans right. and, and these unreasonable haters too on both she, yeah and it's, it's really weird it's both extremes yeah i don't even like talking about it because i find her as a personality to just be a, a pretty cool person not yeah. very like her shit's not very preachy she doesn't really seem to be much of an activist right. other than not stuff. really controversial most yeah. of the time other than well i mean well she's controversial about things like that completely affect her right so like music uh and advocacy for artists she's right. about that right but like i don't expect her to be speaking out on too many other issues because mm-hmm. she's kind of crafted her I- image of you know not really doing that and she just kind of doesn't get in anybody's way when they're talking about shit and the things that i like about her are you know there's as always with the white media they're just like covered of her where they're very covetous of her they're very like protective over her image and everything she she does and she has assuaged that like she has kind of pushed that out of the way a few times where she's been like look man i was wrong you know what i'm saying like like and i like that about her because i think that is very fucking difficult to do when you're a person of privilege and not only are you a person of privilege everybody has your back when, right you know what i'm saying like like it's different than say like kanye where kanye says something and half the world wants to kill him half the world thinks he's okay with taylor swift she says something and everybody goes oh it's the greatest thing ever except for like 
three percent of people right right and then sometimes she'll just be like yeah uh nope i didn't know what the fuck i was talking about my bad and that's and i like that about her because i feel like she could hide behind pierce morgan or molly cyrus right or you know or the people that attack like Nicki minaj mm-hmm. and just be like no they're right they're, I'm i'm being bullied i'm being picked on you know even with her and kanye kind of making up and being friends now and taking pictures together there's a lot of people that started out supporting her on some anti-kanye shit right that i know they don't like that shit like i know when they see her and kanye hugging or whatever they're like motherfucker he tried to ruin your career but she's like i'm look it's it's fucking 2015 it's over right like i'm trying to move on with my career and i'm trying you know like i have a success that's it right he's trying to move on with his career and um when you talk about michael jackson michael jackson is one of the few artists that people that like goddamn don't even have electricity and shit like that like know his music because i remember when he was died i listened to npr and they were going to like places in the middle of fucking nowhere and right. they knew michael jackson they knew the lyrics they knew the songs you're talking about places that don't probably don't even have indoor plumbing and running water and electricity was and like michael did, and he was kind of active with his music right, right. whether it be you know black and white uh black or white or whether it be all the countless songs he had about uh feeding feeding children poor people in the world like Mm -hmm. i think i think a lot of his legacy just gets undermined because of the controversy uh the sex scandal that he died you know uh that 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 basically put his career into obscurity and then he just kind of you know the next time time everybody was paying attention he's dying you know what i mean it was like he coming back and death so i feel like a lot of people uh kind of forget how many people he tried to help with this shit Mm -hmm. so to just throw it out there as a blanket statement like taylor swift sold a lot of albums it's like okay a lot of people sell a lot of albums but y'all don't ever make this comparison yeah rihanna has like what what is it like the most number one albums of to debut of anybody or some shit like Mm -hmm. but y'all don't make that comparison yeah it's just you know i don't it's i guess people just desire somebody to be the next michael jackson so bad that they'll just throw somebody up there but anyway uh let's see what else i want to talk about oh speaking of taylor swift a radio host was fired over accusations that he touched uh taylor swift's bootay mm-hmm. a former denver radio station host uh personality has filed a lawsuit against taylor swift uh david mueller was fired after being accused of inappropriately touching swift while taking a photograph with her and his girlfriend the lawsuit filed in u.s district court in denver on thursday alleges that mueller was falsely accused by one of swift's bodyguards of grabbing her buttocks backstage at the pepsi center june 2nd 2013 uh he was fired two days later he must have really want to touch that ass because she don't got a lot of ass he must have really had to get up in there yeah get real close that's how they know it wasn't an accident Mueller not only denies that he had any inappropriate contact with swift but also alleges that his boss kygo program director eddie haskell uh isn't that a name from a tv show eddie haskell wasn't he on leave it the beaver i don't know was that his name let me google that shit god damn he was he's a fictional character on leave it the beaver (laughs) i knew i recognized that fucking name (laughs) eddie oh eddie up to his tricks again grabbing booties oh eddie (laughs) when will you learn um so yeah uh he claimed uh he was claimed to have touched uh swift's bottom from the complaint 
and they have two points 24 immediately upon exiting the arena mr mueller encountered mr haskell before mr mueller could speak mr haskell excitedly told him about his experience meeting miss swift earlier that night mr haskell stated that miss swift had recognized him and yelled out eddie then he had rushed to him then had rushed to him and gave him a big hug he described and demonstrated how he had put his arms around her hands on her bottom and then explained that he and his friends in the industry think miss swift must wear bicycle shorts under her stage outfits oh oh maybe it was mistaken identity and then he got the blame or something possibly mr mueller steadfastly maintains that no inappropriate contact of any kind occurred between him and mrs swift miss swift after all at all relevant times the tent was occupied by mr mueller mrs melcher miss swift miss swift's photographer and at least one of miss swift's professionally trained security guards the contention that mr mueller lifted up miss swift's skirt and grabbed her bottom while standing with his girlfriend in front of miss swift's photographer and miss swift's highly trained security personnel during a company-sponsored vip backstage meet and greet is nonsense particularly given that miss swift's skirt is in place and is not being lifted by mr mueller's hand in the photograph in a statement on saturday the ap report swiss publicist deferred responsibility for mueller's termination saying that kygo made its own decision after being given evidence following the incident uh so somebody did something they reported and they was like oh you taking the fall yeah um look man uh i do wonder what's going on you know are they gonna what is the evidence right you know maybe it's a picture or maybe it's uh someone got something on videotape or something but you know anyway when you're an artist and you're the next michael jackson or not if you're a woman you still gotta deal with shit like this mm-hmm. either way is weird right if the other dude touched her ass if the dude who's who's being accused grabbed her ass it's very weird to be like you know because they definitely wouldn't do that to like you know oh kanye west is here let me grab his ass mm-hmm. as part of this out. yeah it was like it's you still a woman right and i couldn't even imagine the harassment you know because when you start off you don't start off as taylor swift you start off go who who is that woman mm-hmm. so you know who knows you know what kind of of uh, sexism and and shit that she had to deal with you know that's something that people have a tendency to dismiss mm-hmm. because you know she's a superstar now and can afford bodyguards but what about the women out there that can't afford bodyguards uh right exactly uh miss america ceo yeah because i mean hold on let me go back yeah because you know if you work in that industry there's other women i mean you you know it's why the morning shows all sound the same mm-hmm. where the woman's just there to be like oh you guys <laughs> but Come yeah testosterone down it's a very boys club like right. immature locker room environment right so i couldn't even imagine all the sexual assault and and and, and appropriate um inappropriate uh talking about her body parts and speech and touching and shit like that that you know you just don't report or if you report you end up getting fired or you end up being the person that they say is the problem not the person that's doing the abusing yeah miss america ceo apologizes to vanessa williams during a pre- uh, pageant broadcast oh this is uh okay what happened well you know the controversy over her was she was uh took them playboy pictures right right and and and, <coughs> and, and, and playboy <laughs> mean that's tame now right 
that's like that's like you you can do that on instagram now all right that's like the swimsuit edition what's happening it only took three decades but i guess it's better late than never on sunday night vanessa williams returned as a judge for the miss america pageant just 32 years after becoming the first black woman to win the event and then subsequently resigning 10 months later after new photos of her were released it's safe to say williams returned to the stage sunday night brought back good and bad memories but the pageant ceo sam haskell the third made another haskell huh one of these eddie's dad might be made right made right with williams live on television uh let me see if i can play this um and the ceo of the miss america organization mr sam haskell sam thank you chris i have been a close friend to this beautiful and talented lady for 32 years you have lived your life in grace and dignity and never was it more evident than during the events of 1984 when you resigned. Though none of us currently in the organization were involved then, on behalf of today's organization, I want to apologize to you. And to your mother, Miss Helen Williams. I want to apologize for anything that was said or done that made you feel any less the Miss America you are and the Miss America you always will be. Thank you so much. Am I, Sam, uh, so unexpected but so beautiful. Um, I did the best that I could as my reign as Miss America in 1983 to 84. Um, I, on behalf of my family, my mother in particular, uh, Brian Edwards, who orchestrated this entire thing to bring me back, and your leadership, your integrity, and you bring this passion back to what it ought to be. I love you. I love you. I love the girls, and I'm so honored to be back. Now let's go judge a panel. I will. Okay. all right that's been like a kind of cool moment you know mm-hmm. um so and i mean especially ultimately for something that i can't say i'm a huge fan of you know the beauty pageant thing it's not my thing so you know it, it's kind of cool because i still remember the shaming of her right um uh, and i do and i mean it just felt like a lot like of it felt like was behind it too mm, well i was yeah and also you know of course there's obviously the misogyny of it but it felt like um the kardashian shit before the kardashians right. like like i don't like it just felt so huge back then this big deal just oh my god a woman was naked and you're like well we judged we're judging this woman as the most beautiful woman in america um you know but it's like as long as you're in a bikini and that's covering those nipples if not you're just a whore you know what i mean mm-hmm. um well someone also at the root wrote uh demetria lucas de oile hope i pronounced that right de oile mm-hmm. um she wrote the miss america pageant doesn't owe vanessa williams an apology mm-hmm. uh i turned the four year vanessa williams i turned i turned for the year i turned four the year vanessa williams was crowned miss america i don't actually remember the pageant or even subsequent drama 
when she was asked to resign 10 months later i was i just heard a lot about it growing up i got the gist williams was a black first and it was a big deal from what i gathered from the elders around me the way they meaning the miss america organization did her forcing her to resign was racist that magazine meaning penthouse never should have done that to that girl and published those pictures meaning the new photos of williams taken before she became miss america williams penthouse issue went on to become the magazine's highest single selling issue of all time williams did not authorize the publication of those photos over the weekend i saw a random story on tmz about some behind the scenes fuss at the 2016 miss america pageant which vanessa williams was going to attend there was allegedly some question about whether she would apologize to the miss america organization for embarrassing the organization or if the organization would instead apologize to williams for asking her to resign 32 years ago the organization ultimately apologized during last night's pageant broadcast miss america ceo sam haskell iii invited uh williams on stage to apologize to her um knowing that i will be likely be reamed for saying this because williams is a talented actress singer beloved celebrity especially in the black community i'm saying it anyway she deserved to be forced to resign and miss america organization didn't owe her apology the organization's reaction to williams uh pictures wasn't overblown in the 80s and those images should garner about a similar reaction today the organization reaction also was not racist the fact that williams replacement suzette charles was also black kind of kills that argument uh how did i reach this baffling conclusion i'm glad you asked honestly i hadn't thought about williams miss america scandal in over a decade despite her resignation williams is often referred to as the first black miss america but a long list of additional and great greater professional achievements including multiple grammy emmy and tony award nods and several naacp awards has overshadowed the best and worst of her 10-month reign when i think of williams i don't think scandal i think of her hit single save the best for last or her acting roles in soul food and ugly betty yeah you was four dog but go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm go ahead and finish yeah that's the thing this i'm trying to get mad because baby you was a little kid so you know it's not the fucking thing yeah also you know this author is completely thinking about it only from her perspective right because like her mom was there you know what i mean what do you think her mom thinks or not just her mom but women her age her mom's age that were black that it was a big deal at the time um anyway uh so she says uh perhaps that's a generational thing anyway with the news of miss america's potential apology still on the horizon i finally looked up some of the images that caused such a big fuss all those years ago i was expecting typical artsy news of another celebration of the female form that is often called art when white women express it but called vulgar when black women try the same it was the 80s reagan was in office people overreacting uh to everything given all we've seen by now i didn't expect it to raise an eyebrow so i googled and found what i was looking for all those images flipped the whole narrative that i had in my head about williams resignation despite the massive penthouse sales i don't think most people have seen williams images they weren't readily available in the 80s it's not as if they were shown on the nightly news nor could you pull them up on your mobile phone you have to get a copy of the magazine which a lot of people did and even more people did not even now i found a lot of people who had no idea the photo what the photos actually depict well that's weird because on two fronts right on the one front it's 2015 everybody can see the photos now mm-hmm. and they apologize in 2015 it's not like they apologize in 84 right. you know what i mean when nobody can see it like now everybody can see it so if people can see it and still have decided yeah i don't care whatever they look like i still feel like a woman being um sexually expressive or a woman being naked or even having a sex tape 
doesn't mean she's you know to be thrown away is is it's like is that such a revolutionary thing to say not all of williams pictures are extra but the ones that are i'll say this the images ran in playhouse not play, play, penthouse not playboy and with good reason williams photos are not your standard tna and there's full frontal and dominatrix action there there are amazing simulated there are images of simulated oral sex madonna's book sex was probably less titillating to be clear i take no issue with sex between consenting adults including lgbt expressions of sexuality between consenting adults or even private photos of said sexuality between consenting adults but when you're of any color face of a family friend or friendly organization such as miss america miss hmm, america is a family friendly organization i, I feel like that's Word. i feel like that's um i feel like Word, that is, the uh, whole concept of pageantry is family friendly family friendly it feels like it's a bit presumptuous to assume that because they say that we agree with that right because i've always felt like they were selling sex even when i was a kid come like, on now clearly they're selling this idea that these women are sex you know objects. are sex objects yeah like right go- to be googled and ogled and yeah and they have bathing suits and shit like that like you we know? might send them out to read to kids but the discussion that most people have about these women in general is on some like did you see miss kansas like you know what i mean and and that's fine if that's what they choose to do but but don't ignore that and act like you know parents are just cool with that you know with their son watching yeah i mean just children watching not even sons sons or daughters you know some parents are cool some parents like "Mm -mm, that's that's too provocative for my child uh so let's see what else happened um uh, such as miss america and those racy photos that you took become public your image is no longer on the line in the, with the mission of, in line with the mission of the organization her image didn't fit the position she held images matter ask anyone on instagram i don't know that but that's supposed to write people well, well, you know what's funny with that though she went from like nobody saw it so what's the so that's obviously what the well if nobody saw it then then what's the point what's the mm, big deal right now it's like oh anybody on instagram everybody's seen it yes williams was barely legal when those pictures were taken i read in 1984 article in people magazine that she naively believed that the images would be in silhouette and her face would not be shown williams was a young girl who made a series of bad decisions she did says you she did two new photo shoots not one and the cost was being asked to step down as miss america it was a hard way to learn the necessary lesson about actions and consequences there was no need for the miss america organization to apologize for teaching it to her you know what to me i'll decide i think that this is one of them hot takes like this is what's happening now and i got to say the opposite um because like in my opinion dog you were four like like that's like how it impacts you and how it impacts somebody else who was older or around at the time it's completely different so i can see her disconnect from it yeah but i'm like you at that time it was a fucking huge deal yeah it's weird too because this guy only eight comments uh she's a life coach the author of don't waste your pretty the go-to guy for making smarter decisions in love and life as well a bell in yeah. brooklyn the go-to guy for advice on living your best single life so it seems like this is her 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 thing you know right to tell you know women that you ain't shit and how you need to change and evolve and grow yeah yeah don't yeah don't waste your pretty is the much anticipated dating and relationship manifesto for author life coach demetra l lucas mm-hmm. uh lucas yeah. uh yeah. yeah you making your own opinion and you just saying that her doing this was a bad choice says you but that you know that's the choice that she decided to make and honestly truth be told 
I think, and I applaud them for apologizing. Do you know how many people said, fuck it, nigga, I'm not apologizing to you. Yeah, they fucked up back then, but fuck it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I understand both sides. I understand in 84 them being like, this is too much. Because in 84, it felt like too much. I don't know what else to say, but... 84 was not as we didn't have the internet we didn't have fucking porn in our fingertips we didn't have um you know fucking the biggest it's like the work it's like america was still in denial about how big of a sex freak it was and then now with the advent of internet porn the fucking you know kim kardashian the the, one of the most popular biggest stars on the planet Mm -hmm. um you know uh and has a sex tape um um you know fucking love and hip-hop has people with a sex tape on it it keeps going like it's like i just think the taboo of some risque pictures are just not what what it used to be and even with um the nude photo leak that happened uh last year or early this year remember all those actresses and actors that you know got exposed quote unquote Mm -hmm. i just think it's not what it used to be like people are just like like and that's actually i know that the exposure was very fucked up but the reaction to it is kind of good it was kind of cool right like jennifer lawrence still demands top dollar when she goes in for a role despite us seeing her titties and all this shit on the internet because it's like you know that has nothing to do with what the fuck my job is right and life goes on yeah i feel like back in the day that would have happened it'd be like oh no hunger games three we got to delay it we got to get a new actress we got to do this over little girls look up to this role it's a pg-13 movie uh so i just feel like 2015 is just this is just showing how sensibilities have changed and we're just not uh as in some ways we're not as regressive on things like this as we used to be correct there are a lot of people that still are but yes correct yeah so i don't have an issue with it mm-hmm. i'm glad they apologized that was dope. me too you know and i'm glad he bought her mama into that because you do have to think that affects the whole family it's like her getting attacked like that at a young age you know all to yeah. the side not only was she attacked i couldn't even imagine her parents you right. know being attacked and you know how you raise this daughter your daughters are sl- like literally attacking them as a family like her decisions as an adult just was is is on them yeah i really was surprised she was able to make a career after that just because the scandal was so large or looming around her at but you know you know maybe it's because i was younger but as an adult i'm just like yeah okay Right. you know what i mean pamela uh anderson lee or whatever what she was they had a sex tape it's not like like it's just not the end of the world for people anymore uh and, ever, and it really never should have been honestly um me, a me, mexican-american actress jessica alba launches beauty line at trump hotel hmm. at trump hotel hmm. what do you have to say i feel about like this? trump has said some things that might cause somebody that's mexican-american and not want to fuck with him right but not jessica alba uh now she the same person that was had that that cream that she got in trouble for uh selling where it was fucking people up is that was that her too sure but yeah somebody got sued i'm not sure it was her but somebody we talked about got true because the they was selling some shit and people was like this shit don't do what you say it was supposed to do yeah well she launched her new beauty line at trump hotel um uh she's 34 famous for her roles in the fantastic four in sin city she launched her uh oh man and that that tv show angel i used to watch that was a good show 
launched her honest beauty cosmetics and skin line uh yeah it was her skincare line on wednesday night at the trump soho hotel in manhattan alba co-hosted i mean co-founded honest company which sells diapers body and bath products and just last uh week uh the company was hit with a lawsuit over claims that his sunscreen is defective okay so she was the person yeah, it was then. okay but as far as i know nobody's brought up a less burning if you will but still troubling jessica alba business related question why would you choose to hold an event for anything in any place associated with donald trump why would anyone do that the nice thing about the donald is that he is such a renaissance man of hate you don't have to be latino to be offended by him indeed model chrissel chrissy uh how do you pronounce it tegan uh uh actors jeffrey wright aaron paul rosie o'donnell single neil young and rapper flow rider are but a few of the non-latino latino celebrities who have condemned the mogul but trump's sexism and more generalized racism pale in comparison to his anti-immigrant and particularly anti-latino even more particularly anti-mexican vitriol and policy plans among trump's high profile latino critics journalist uh jorge ramos was has been dubbed the walter cronkite of latino america it's probably the most politically informed and grounded but you don't have to be an immigrants rights advocate intellectual to be upset by what trump has to say about mexicans and latinos which is why actors eva longoria selma hayek america ferrera comedian george lopez singer shakira ricky martin and rapper pitbull have criticized trump jessica alba has been accused of distancing herself from her latina identity over comments like alba is my last name and i'm proud of that but that's it my grandparents were born in california the same as my parents and though i may be proud of my last name i'm american and i had a very american upbringing i feel american i don't speak spanish so to say that i'm a latin actress okay but it's not fitting it would be insincere and my grandfather was the only mexican at my at his college the only hispanic person at work and the only one at an all-white country club he tried to forget his mexican roots because he never wanted his kids to be made to feel different in america he and my grandmother didn't speak spanish to their children now as a third generation american i feel as if i finally cut loose Ooh, that last quote is bad yeah. first two i was like eh, i can see that and then the third one i was like oh shit yeah can't be i know people weren't happy about that yeah well can't catch them all nope and i understand why because she's like fuck it i'm not mexican uh apparently apparently not man which you know kind of kind of disheartening but i guess when it comes to race jessica alba's just a invisible woman (laughs) um stephen colbert wore black lives matter bracelet on the late show yay uh in other news stephen colbert's late show has started Mm-hmm. i wonder how that's gonna affect ratings for the nightly show the daily show and all that stuff right because you know so many people love him that you know people are going to kind of flock towards that show a lot of people have been waiting and anticipating him coming back too yeah uh when called upon by colbert back lives matter organizer patrick waldo was already standing up waldo spoke up and asked the host to promise to wear the bracelet and address the issue on air he said i'm not promising anything but i will give it some thought Colbert said hesitantly as he met Waldo to try on the bracelet. I really want to give this one some thought and then I'll get back to you. The bracelet, this bracelet was made for some, someone much bigger than myself, he said, with a smile, immediately putting it on his wrist, resuming the question and answering session. Uh, if I don't say it on tonight's show, I'll work it into one of the next few episodes. It seemed as though Colbert would ditch his newly gifted swag for another day as he adjusted and readjusted his bracelet while walking off stage to prepare the summer 11, uh, September 11 taping 
upon his return it was clear that colbert was comfortable endorsing the message concerning the civil rights movement of our time uh and they have like pictures of him wearing it the whole time so that's dope man mm-hmm. uh and of course fox news said uh he fucked up he shouldn't have done that right because they you they don't like nothing he does everything he does is wrong yeah it was like the least surprising news of the day it was like and fox news didn't agree with him doing that shit what are you crazy what load up now we had light shit he been saying for years yeah are you really saying fox news was not comfortable with black lives matter being endorsed by a white man Mm. uh you know we have that coffee the k-cup secured Mm-hmm. Uh, machine in there which that's i love the best purchase i ever made i'm not even gonna lie. i love that thing yep karen doesn't even drink coffee but you can use it to make tea yep um anything you need hot water for including now yep i'm lazy so yes including now campbell soup hmm. i wonder i wonder is that gonna be like the the the, the cup of noodles uh I can put a cop, uh, uh, I can put a picture of what it's gonna look like. I bet that shit gonna be so salty and nasty. Uh, why are you assuming it's the best purchase I ever made? Oh, this is gonna suck. Uh, well, it might not be, but it, I'm assuming. The Keurig is now deploying its environmentally destructive K cup pods to make uh, more than watery coffee. According to Bloomberg, the company has partnered with Campbell Soup Co. to offer soup pods. This marks Keurig's first move beyond the beverage space yeah and, and and i guess i have to see because us are it's not like coffee so it's gonna be you know i don't know what well, it's definitely not gonna be like coffee right so i'm like well how are you gonna get it where the water hits it and you all of a sudden you got instant like i said it's gonna be if put it's gonna in be a like cup, noodles and noodles put in a cup and add hot water the hot water will go through a k-cup that is seasoned just like coffee uh oh. it'll be seasoned chicken broth okay okay i'm with you now i'm chicken with you noodle now. soup or southwest style chicken noodle soup so you so you bring your own noodles yeah the noodles come in a little bowl and it's noodle and vegetable mix and you put that in a cup okay i'm i'm with you now like I, a cup of soup okay i was thinking something completely different i was thinking you like like take a cup of noodles and plug it in there and let the water run through it i was like oh, 70 calories each and free of artificial colors and flavors is part of Campbell's new initiative to get rid of all products of art- with artificial ingredients by 2018. That's good. I just hope it's not salty. Other than that, I'll be good. Keurig hopes the soup pies will mitigate its slumping sales, which have taken a huge hit over the past few years. The company sales fell 1.4 percent in the last financial quarter alone, and WNEP writes that Keurig plans to lay off 330 employees. Yeah, I mean, because my thing uh, <coughs> is that uh talking about you talking about Keurig or Campbell's Campbell's okay Keurig I think with them they kind of have flooded the market and when you have like imitation versions that are cheaper not as good quality but they're cheaper um and I think too with uh the little current cups now you can do generic versions you can like uh have it where we have it where you can buy a thing and do the future so you don't have to continue to purchase their brand which actually is really high just their brand is extremely high compared to these other uh versions and uh they also end up get end up getting sued we have an older version but the newer versions would actually scan and if it wasn't like a curic scan it wouldn't it wouldn't process so they got sued because people saying, "Hey, I, you know, I paid two, three hundred dollars at the machine. You can't force me to only buy your product." Mm-hmm. I agree, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's like medication. You know, you only get a certain period of time, and after that, the market opens up. Yep. 
uh illinois refuses to make lottery payments thus hitting the jackpot for outrage uh there's a fight brewing to save the last glimmer of the american dream the lottery uh the fight is to preserve what could more accurately be called the insurance policy for the american dream winning the lottery when all else fails as it too often does you have the option to spend money you do not really have on lottery tickets you should not really buy in a host that is just might pro- probably won't pay for the dream you hoped hard work and a smooth functioning economy would provide even though the lotto often ends up funding a nightmare of robberies, divorce, and general burnout from the sudden wealth. In recent weeks, however, it has come to light that one state is reneging on this all-important obligation. The Illinois lottery has stopped paying out prizes of $25,000 or more to winners as lawmakers have yet to pass a budget for the state, which is about $5 billion in the red. Wow. Which is funny because they started, the lottery is supposed to be this revenue generating scheme. Right. But, but, but what happens a lot of times, they lie to people. A lot of times the money doesn't go where it's supposed to. It don't go to towards school. It don't go towards roads. Or if it does, very, very, very small percentage does. A lot of times this money goes to, to fund other shit that they don't really tell you about. Or a lot of that money goes to pay a lot of people that's running a lot of these organizations too um and i think that uh if you're gonna do that just stop doing the lottery like if you're not going to pay people just stop doing it yeah they over promise the money to to different things like right and they start promising money they don't have which is so funny because like the the lottery's dependence on a lottery of sorts you know mm-hmm. like the, the, enough people will keep contributing that we will always have this money uh, the money for the prizes is there according to previous statements from the Illinois lottery officials, but the legal authority to issue the payment is not. It is an, it's an issue that affects only a small number of people in the state who hit the jack, hit a jackpot of that size. But last week, two of those winners generated, generated a disproportionate number of headlines and reactions online by filing a lawsuit against the Illinois lottery demanding it cease lottery ticket sales and make immediate payments to the winners the suit leaves open the possibility to represent other winners in the waiting and they should they should like if you won fair and square i don't give a fuck about you being in the red i won just pay me and then quit doing the fucking lottery as daniel chastine one of the lotto winners two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in his case behind the suit explained to the wall street journal you dream about winning the lottery all your life it finally happened and you don't get paid the idea of spending a lifetime dreaming of winning lottery the lottery is sad enough but the second half of the sentence breaks your heart right and with it you know and the thing about it is that if states drop out that affects a lot a whole economy that's based around that you have uh especially between north carolina and seconds for a long time north carolina just recently i only think it's 10 years old started a lottery and but it's been going for years in south carolina and north carolina people would literally cross the border like you would go to like fort mill and rock hill and uh you want some fucking gas and with like gas line over here nobody the lottery line is like wrapped around the building in the corner to the car wash yeah what's funny is the edit there's uh there are people at chicago tribune had an editorial where the person where they were like what is that you hear that too okay yeah um chicago tribune had an editorial where it was like hey um how much why why are so many people upset about this it only affects a small percentage of people it's because the entire lottery is based off of a large percentage of people thinking they can be in the small percentage of people that get this money right so so it wouldn't even the the entire organ the entire ordeal would not function without people feeling that they can win this money right at an unreasonable rate right so you can't then turn around and be like why is everybody so mad 
you know why they're mad right <laughs> and don't act stupid and what happens is that y'all fuck around and don't pay them people will stop playing like if if people go well if i do hit i won't make no money why am i investing into this and what's going to happen is that people will stop buying like if they really fuck around and wait extensive periods of time all them scratch match two double times ten the ball ping ball ping pong ball that bought for the fall on your local news station they might as well wrap all that up because a lot of people are like i'm not i don't give a fuck about the power ball if i never get the power ball yeah so anyway i thought that was interesting um that they would do that um it's fucked up it is fucked up and speaking of uh illinois mm-hmm. chicago uh chicago sun times had this editorial written by mary mitchell who writes rape case sends mixed messages on prostitution a recent case involving a prostitute and a john is making a mockery of rape victims authorities say roy atkins went to backpage.com and agreed to pay a prostitute 180 dollars for sex when an unidentified woman showed up at his Austin home for the transaction, Atkins allegedly took her to the bedroom and instead of handing over cash, pulled a gun. I imagine most prostitutes in this situation would have run straight to a pimp, but after leaving Atkins' home, the unidentified 24-year-old woman called the police. As she should. Atkins is now being held on $750,000 bail, charged with aggravated criminal sexual assault. Right. I don't have one iota of sympathy for Atkins' plight, but I'm grateful he isn't being accused of snatching an innocent woman off the street wow this fucker committed a crime mostly though i find this story disturbing for one thing this is another example of the role backpage.com plays in facilitating prostitution so prostitutes can't get raped huh cook county sheriff tom dart has waged an intense battle to shut down paid sex ads on the site setting up stings and asking credit card companies to block their cars from being used to buy sex ads we try to explain that what this is a that this is a highly dangerous act they go to the website meet at a hotel or people's houses things can be very volatile this is not the first time something like this has happened dart told me unfortunately the way this case is being handled makes it look like sex trafficking is a legitimate business here's the thing uh number one sex trafficking and sex work are not they're not the same thing no they're not you're talking about somebody willingly and somebody that's being forced (laughs) no and i think you got to stop conflating those two if you even want to have the discussion honestly because someone being forced to have sex for a living is totally different than someone going i want to have sex for a living correct um i'm not one of those women who believe rape victims are at fault because they dressed too provocatively or misled some randy guy into thinking it was his lucky night get the fuck out of here what are you saying then but when you agree to meet a strange man in a strange place for the purpose of having strange sex for money you are putting yourself at risk for harm a lot of women have sex with strangers for free so if i do it for free i can report that he tried to rape me but if i'm asking for a return of surf for money it's a problem right you know what i like about this is um it it also says you're putting yourself at risk for harm if you're a woman with a vagina you are putting yourself at risk for harm with leaving the house breathing right hanging around family members existing it's uh, a problem yeah like what are like, you talking about we all know rape only happens in certain dangerous situations and no other time right uh it's tough to see this unidentified prostitute as a victim like could you imagine someone writing this editorial about a robbery from craigslist not rape just a robbery because that happens a lot too mm-hmm. where you hear it in the paper where it's like someone sold their car on craigslist and was robbed 
and then could you imagine someone being like well the reason this person got shot is because they sold their car on craigslist craigslist needs to stop allowing people to sell shit like this like people would be like people would laugh at that article like are you fucking stupid like no the, the criminal is the only person that fought here <laughs> right the other person uh trusted the system of commerce um it's tough to see this unidentified prostitute as a victim right like i like i said you don't think prostitutes can get raped for the fact that you decide that you want to take your body and sell it for a profit all of a sudden you are less than human basically you 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 don't you you just you don't not deserve rights and whatever happens to you happens to you because you should have been intelligent enough to know about it and and that's and that's and this is why it's in our country i think prostitution should be legal i think it should be legal you should be able to uh do it you, they should be able to have health care they should be able to get screened for free they should be able to work in businesses like well it is legal some places yes you but, know what i mean like reno nevada and uh or what or wherever the, the right. fucking ranch is and on it's, hbo and it's safer it's safer for the women it's safer for the johns and you reduce a lot of this bullshit um so she also says and because this incident is being charged as a criminal sexual assault when it's actually more like a theft of services it minimizes the act of rape because you know it do, it doesn't feel like rape if you're a prostitute it just feels like you're being robbed because it's not like your actual body is being oh wait yeah it is your actual body what is she talking about earlier this month we saw what a rape victim looks like now that sentence is so fucked up wow so literally you're not a rape victim i mean come on this is a rape victim yeah uh, somebody that's a pure virgin who's never been touched by a man before what the fuck are you talking about person melissa schuster 26 of willowboro was stabbed 17 times and suffered a fractured nose broken bones and eye injuries when she was raped by a man who broke into her home after demanding cash well i mean you would never say well she was robbed of cash and robbed of sex i mean a real rape victim doesn't look like that a real rape victim is a child you know like you would never raise the bar on her what was she doing with her door unlocked or some stupid shit like that after a manhunt Londell madison 31 of south bend indiana was charged with the attempted first degree murder aggravated criminal sexual assault home invasion and armed robbery uh also i like how she didn't put any of the details of the woman that was uh raped as, uh that was a prostitute mm-hmm. Can I like she could have got stabbed 17 times too but it wouldn't have mattered she would have been like oh well, whatever she's a prostitute right uh cost of business though the nude news media normally shields rape victims by giving them anonymity schuster told the u.s daily mail she was waving her anonymity because she wanted to make a difference in someone else's life after the heinous attack schuster was left sprawled on the kitchen floor of her own home though she suffered life-threatening injuries the young woman managed to run to the neighbor's house for help schuster did nothing to bring about this terrible terrible ordeal oh but the prostitute did for the fact that she's a prostitute right yeah okay meanwhile like i said uh there's also some other asshole who's raised the bar further than you it's like what was she doing coming home alone at night why did she have on that dress what time you know like why was her door unlocked why wasn't the why wasn't the alarm on where was her gun you know there's a bunch of things not to mention victims of sexual assault quite often blame themselves for shit that they can't control (laughs) right you know so you're already just driving more people mad and like the other uh the other problem with these kind of articles and it's a fallacy that many people hold 
they feel like when they talk about sexual assault they're talking about one person and everybody reading this has never been assaulted they've all had the same time if they have been assaulted it was all a certain type of respectable rape that you look up to and then the rest of them you know just fuck them to hell right right anyway no uh no human being should ever be treated like he treated me i want to see him put away for a long time so he doesn't see the light of day shoots to tell the daily mail for law enforcement to put what happened to a backpage.com prostitute on par with a rape victim like schuster is an insult says this this idiot right so you know eh, just par for the course but uh, i thought that was uh an interesting fucked up article man like you gotta you gotta get raped the right way these days yeah 100 yep can't get oh what kind of rape was that oh ah doesn't qualify i'm sorry oh man he didn't rip you at the right time oh yeah. i'm sure I'm sorry most- the cutoff time is 2 a.m oh yeah i'm sure emotionally the rape was completely different for you yeah it probably wasn't even a violation violation that's why she called the police right not her quote-unquote pimp and you making assumptions that she had a pimp right right yep um new jersey woman admits to administering fatal dick injection oh oh so y'all getting some too they doing ass shots and dick shots what's happening here this week an unlicensed cosmetic surgeon pled guilty to reckless manslaughter for injecting silicone into a new jersey man's penis killing him as part of her plea deal prosecutors agreed to drop additional charges related to illegal breast and buttocks injections she allegedly administered while awaiting trial i have a question mm-hmm. <sighs> so i guess them little ass you see on the porn shit people actually do click on that shit we'll be like we'll make your penis 18 times larger I feel like that's probably not how he found her. Uh, well, how did he find her? First of all, number one, yes, people probably do click on those ads. <laughs> but <laughs> number two, I he probably found her on Craigslist or maybe he read another article where she got hemmed up. I mean, these articles where they kill people and make the news, probably the best advertising they got. Uh, true. Like, you know what? It's worth dying. <laughs> I'm already dead inside with my oh, small penis and little and, ass. And my thing is... is it's, <laughs> as sensitive as most dudes are about their dick you're not you know what's it that important anything for beauty can anything uh, for more pussy too apparently according to police he could have been gay i don't know according oh, to police cassia rivera my bad for not being sex positive in this situation according to police cassia rivera 38 performed the botched penis enlarging procedure on a 22 year old justin street in her home may 6th the injection shot directly into Street's bloodstream, shooting down, shutting down his organs, and he died as a result the following day. A medical examiner, and that's the other thing, you get this shit and you can't go to the prison. I mean, to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, who are you going to go tell? I'm getting sick and I think I'm dying. What happened? I had a legal, oh shit. I don't want to go to jail. Uh, nothing. Nothing. I'm just going to go home and die. Right. Um, a medical examiner later determined street died from the from a silicone embolism and his death was ruled a homicide answering questions from her attorney olu balakula editula rivera on tuesday 
uh acknowledged she was not trained as a medical doctor and she has no neither shit. trained nor licensed to administer the silicone injection no shit you injected the silicone into his penis an essex county an essex county prosecutor reportedly asked for varying court on tuesday yes she replied in exchange for a guilty plea prosecutors recommended a five-year prison sentence for rivera who is a native of jamaica all face uh, also faces possible deportation and sentencing is scheduled october 19 man dying for that dick enlargement it's not worth it Got go hot. ahead and pay the full price y'all there's some things you, you can go cheap on clothes you can go cheap on shoes but when it comes to your health y'all or or, or, or you getting any type of um alteration to your body go ahead and pay full price no discounts got hot beef injections into his hot beef injection mm-hmm. and it burnt him to uh, death a te- texas health workers turned in an undocumented woman during her gynecological appointment what you go for your annual and they go where are your papers a mother who showed up at a texas healthcare clinic for her annual gynecological exam is facing deportation at the clinic staffers called authorities and stalled her for for installed her for them until they arrived how can they do that and how did they know i will be right back with your pastor mrs gonzalez was it uh, it's not your job mm-hmm. to find out if i'm here legally or not you're just supposed to perform your services mm-hmm. uh they said um <clears throat> blanco borrego and her two daughters were delayed at the northeast women's health clear clinic in atascosita for several hours that's when she had to know it was taking too long right you know like man i know doctors take a while but this is getting ridiculous i mean do i got something in my pussy is something wrong right is it gonna fall out what's happening in my ovaries gonna bounce like balls what's the, explain please yeah this is like a sting operation uh, um you this is what you're looking forward to if trump wins guys uh so yeah uh she was held there for a couple, several hours before several before healthcare workers showed the woman to an ex- examination room where authorities entered minutes later and arrested her oh how was this even fucking legal like i wonder not- if she was like you know had took her clothes off because you know how you take your clothes off and put that thing on right and they bust up in there on you while you still in the stirrups like uh excuse me you ain't got no little babies up in that vagina do you because they ass is legal and you ain't so leave the babies here According to Borrego's oldest daughter, she watched the Harris County Sheriff's deputies march her mother out of the clinic and handcuffs. How was she supposed to get home? Right. We're going to take her downtown. She presented a form of false identification. She recalled the deputy saying before adding, she's going to get deported. According to Borrego's attorney, Clarissa Guajardo, wait, Guajardo, uh, Borrego was a first time visitor to the clinic to see her doctor with whom she had a previous relationship after giving the clinic workers a fake driver's license she was told to wait as unbeknownst to her authorities were called Rajardo's attorney uh believes that the clinic workers may have violated medical privacy laws right like how can you do that they took That's her a lawsuit they took her into the examination room solely for the purpose of being arrested uh she said in the interview i just have a hard time with that i think it's a violation of hipaa laws right like 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 this is not your job your job is not to find out if i'm legally here or not this is not your job this is not your jurisdiction and you wasted my time she's being held on thirty five thousand dollars bond 
and they're worried she may be deported if convicted on a felony charge of tampering with a government record because she also has a fake social security card in her purse when pressed by the houston uh press if it's the if it is the clinic's policy to contract contact authorities established to sect the patients of being undocumented immigrants memorial herman the parent company of northwest women's health care spokeswoman alex Luisen answered as you know because of patient privacy i'm unable to provide comment oh fuck you right now it's patient privacy uh, but it but it wasn't patient privacy for you to waste their time and you know what i can guarantee you anybody else even even if i was born and raised here and i was of latino descent i would stop going to your fucking clinic i would probably well, that's I would the march thing. outside fuck you that's the thing that's scary to me is this is a place where you go for your health right you know what i mean it's a place where you do need that confidentiality and trust and you know they suspect you of whatever and they can just be like fuck that no more so then it's not privacy no more you don't you don't get the right to privacy for that yeah let the police do their job you're not the police officers suppose something would have happened this woman would have got violent not trying to be funny or anything because you don't have the authorization to hold her like that literally you held her illegally against her will yep like that that seemed like a, a breaking the law right and you don't see anything wrong with that and i guarantee you this is probably not the first time this fucking clinic has done this uh this is one of the older things i wanted to cover but do brands benefit from making a scene on social media uh when tenders tweet stormed a rant at a vanity fair writer it left many people agog vanity fair's nancy joe sales had written a story on the uglier seedier side of tenders used for soulless lookups but it wasn't anything shocking was a company really sweating a story that stated the obvious it was dozens of media outlets including the new york times and nbc news wrote about the dating app seemingly off-the-cuff outburst in response to a week old unflattering magazine piece much speculation centered on what sort of delirium had caught hold at tinder hq to lead such an embarrassing episode uh the tinder social media manager wakes up hungover on his couch crust a piece on his chest he has six thousand twitter notifications uh said jason o gilbert a joke he made on twitter but the brand's public tantrum seemed to have been more calculated than it appeared. BuzzFeed reporter Claudia Corner uh, said she received a belated email pitch from public relations firm Rogers & Cohen just as Tinder fired off his final tweet. It was a brief note alerting her that the company would be arguing with the magazine. Tinder declined to comment on her claim. So they did it on purpose. Right. A lot, lot of shit that comes out is quote-unquote scandals. It's just to get people to talk about their shit uh yeah she says i got i in fact got a pitch from a pr person that tinder was about to tweet storm and i should watch for it yeah uh so and this just goes back to what i was saying man um once they realize how much attention you can get from twitter right and make you cannot convince me that these that that a lot of this shit that happens on on media show on tv uh, like news shows Mm -hmm um brands tweeting crazy shit is not on purpose at this point they be stupid not to at this point right how how do you not um at this point um like if you're in charge of don lemon's show how do you not have him hold up a picture with nigger and a picture with the confederate flag just for the tweets right how do you not have him go on the show and say is black lives do you know does it really matter yeah like and not just say it you need it on a billboard behind them right to make a quick snapshot mm-hmm. 
and then you accompany the the company the tweets with the snapshot right, and they don't got any memes so they understand that shit moves too right they have monetized this shit and and i feel like there's no better proof than that right there right um so yeah not surprised at all Mm-mm. um here's another one a muslim flight attendant refuse uh was suspended for refusing to serve alcohol and she files a federal complaint a muslim employee of a u.s airline has filed a federal complaint alleging she was placed on administrative leave after refusing to serve alcohol for religious reasons for three years Charlie stanley has been a flight attendant with atlanta-based express jet airlines but two years ago she chose a faith that since the attacks on september 11 2001 has often been the subject of controversy in american airport airports islam stanley's conversion brought an outward change she started wearing a hijab but the 40th but the 40 year old flight attendant also felt that her new faith prevented her from fulfilling what some might consider a fundamental part of the job serving alcohol okay well i mean as a right like that right there um you knew that was part of the job you were on the job for a while right you converted i don't like unless there's a way to give a religious accommodation that they're denying right um i don't know what they're supposed to do because it sounds like you can't do the job anymore correct or maybe you're just making extra work for everybody else right they're having to pick up the slack because you like i can't do this yeah because i mean i i understand people's religion is just gonna be a thing that you have to deal with here in this country and in the world right but not everybody believed that shit and not everybody's going to accommodate and you a job shouldn't have to be like like here's this job that one of the requirements is this thing that might violate someone else's religion um but you can still have this job and just not do that thing so now our customers are just fuck them right right not unless they have something in their clause of bylaws that says hey we we will accommodate yeah if there's a reasonable way to accommodate this person i think you should right but if there's not if it's really like a function of the job where it's just, i mean it's like kim davis right like i don't right. understand why kim davis gets to pick i just don't feel like doing this thing so nobody in my county can get <laughs> you know what i mean right. like like it just seems like the wrong way to do it so in june she asked her supervisor at express jet for a religious accommodation flight attendants have many responsibilities getting passengers seated performing safety demonstration checking overhead compartments would it be possible for one of stanley's colleagues to serve drinks while she did something else yes she was told a supervisor accommodated miss stanley's request by directing her to make arrangements with other flight attendant on duty so such that when a customer requests to be served alcohol the other flight attendant would accommodate that request according to the EEO, eeoc okay so they did make it right so all right then then that's fine if you said you can do it that's the end for a while all went well the requested accommodation does not interfere with miss stanley's performance is a reasonable religious accommodation it has not caused any undue hardship upon express jet according to her complaint yet in early august an airline employee filed an internal complaint against stanley stanley was not doing her job when refusing to serve alcohol the employee alleged also calling attention to stanley's headdress and a book she carried with foreign writings oh that's just discrimination man get the fuck out of here and that's probably why she's suing right uh well see that's why right she's probably not even suing for like because her if her manager and everybody was accommodating you was like you're not doing your job and you wearing this fucking headdress and you you're reading some shit that i don't understand yeah so i'm going to complain just a fucking bigot man right. fuck out of here 
fuck out of here uh late last month express jet reversed itself the airline has explained by in stanley's complaint told her it was revoking its religious accommodation of excluding service of alcohol from her duties stanley was placed on administrative leave without pay for 12 months after her after which her employment would be administratively terminated now stanley is seeking redress from the eeoc which she should and what and what her lawyer called just one example of many discrimination complaints filed recently as a result of islamophobia throughout the country right she was disciplined for following the direction that her employer told her to do lena misery yeah see that's the other thing that if you're the supervisor you also need to tell the other flight attendants hey she's you're gonna be doing the alcohol service uh for the whole plane or whatever like right you, know, you just need to and y'all need to switch some duties if she needs to start handing out pillows and peanuts for you and you do alcohol for her to make it fucking happen i don't want to hear any complaints about it right and the thing is the manager fucked up for the fact that you accommodated her and now all of a sudden you can't yeah you have a problem yeah and it doesn't seem like an unreasonable at least if it wasn't unreasonable in the eyes of the airline at first i don't see how they could say it was unreasonable after someone who brings up the headdress in the quran says it's unreasonable right after you have allowed her to do this for a while like if that's the case this is something that you should have brought up initially from the very beginning so if she would have had her hairdress and read the funny wordy book but served alcohol there wouldn't be a problem express just express jet acknowledged that service serving alcohol was not an essential duty or function of a flight attendant a flight attendant wow but uh granting the religious accommodate by granting the religious accommodation by reversing itself the company has violated title 7 of civil rights act of 1964 which prevents employers from discriminating against employees for religious reasons um yeah uh she got a lawsuit masri noted that cair has seen a significant rise in the number of discrimination complaints she compared stanley's case to that of another client she represented two years ago a muslim waitress in detroit dismissed for wearing a work a work uh for work for wearing a hijab masri said the case found positive resolution out of the court um hope yeah i hope she wins i just hope she wins me too because you had to do 12 months so basically you went a whole year and not and didn't get paid yeah for them turn around and fire you it's like that's one of the look that's that's textbook mm-hmm. okay we're not gonna pay you you were fine you got good reviews everything was okay we someone, praise you someone complained about you being muslim essentially and then basically you were kicked out the right job. nobody had a problem with you being muslim prior to that right yeah all right um all right let's get into uh some of our other segments here uh where's my music uh let's play a little bit of uh fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all kind of hate to play it's fucking with black people where we read articles from all around the globe and we'll sign point scores from zero to a hundred and intervals of 25 on how much we feel fucked with today's uh today's uh contestants everybody mm-hmm. um this i saw this article this morning <clears throat> and you know i try to give it you know benefit of the doubt but it just seemed very kind of messy but um and i can't read the whole thing because it's so fucking long but basically it was from buzzfeed.com by a guy named darren sands who says that the success and controversy of hashtag campaign zero and his successful controversial leader, DeRay McKesson, 
um the title is just loaded yeah it says uh campaign zero is designed to stop the violent stop the police from killing people it has a new tool to track its feedback some prominent democrats are already sold and it's left other activists who had nothing to do with the project frustrated about where to go next um basically man i like i read this shit and you know i try to give benefit of doubt where it's due because i'm assuming not everybody in black lives matter the actual official organization feels the same way about this shit and right I'm, I'm assuming that all the people that deal with uh deray doesn't feel a certain way and the activist right. beef shit is you know kind of it's it's one of those things that i begrudgingly just have to accept you know right you're never gonna feel good about it but Mm-mm. it's ridiculous to think everybody's gonna get along correct you know so i get that there's gonna be some people that don't operate but this shit felt like a hit job man it really felt like they were trying to lay everything at the feet of deray for some reason like he's this horrible person that you know at at worst is completely misguided at uh, i mean at best is completely misguided and at worst is some type of like uh individual attention-seeking usurper who's trying to take this movement for himself right and, and i think the thing that bothers a lot of people about deray is that he's very articulate like when they come at him he don't snap he don't get nasty with him he don't yell he don't scream at him and it's like one of those things where it's like we don't know what to say to you to get you to respond so we can run off with our angry black man narratives yeah i know dream hampton had came at him on twitter and then right after that like the hit pieces kind of started so i don't know if she just has friends in some places that you right, know right and and just start talking just like the uh with some of the uh ladies in black lives matter when uh they wasn't going to the media wasn't talking wasn't speaking out right you know they've came out and said that people that would praise them is now saying that they the worst bitches ever because you won't talk to me and you won't yeah. you know so all of a sudden the narrative changes so you don't know if it's something where he declined an interview or he said something to somebody or or he did something to somebody and they just took that shit personal and was like fuck it we we i'm out to get you yeah and i mean and then the thing is it sounds like some of those people feel like black lives matter got derailed somewhat right uh the organization not the movement right i'll I'll try to make that distinction where i can right but they feel like the momentum kind of died down and it's oh it's kind of his fault and and by the way him means every time i say him it also means netta right it also means he's not doing it by himself like it's very um it's like everybody is and and this is what fucking frustrates me when it comes to black people and black movements everybody's quick to want to have a fucking leader because the thing about a leader you can shoot that leader down and you could uh tear that leader down and you can attack that leader but with this there's no leader and everybody is saying this is a group effort this is a group thing black lives matter uh ned and deray everybody's like i'm not alone and they go fuck it we gonna put a leader ahead even if you don't want to be the leader because we can and we need something to fucking attack because if not what the fuck are we attacking yeah i just like like the other thing is naturally there were just some hurdles right like even after you know the seattle uh interruption of bernie sanders some of the politicians reached out to them and were like hey let's meet and at the time black lives matter which is an organization that kind of prides itself on having a lot of different leaders everybody's a leader in the group 
had to sit down and be like we need to come up with like an organizational chart and who's gonna meet and what ideas are we gonna present which takes time right right so it's almost like they weren't really prepared to really seize the opportunity at the moment and then even at the end the final conclusion for a lot of it was like well we don't really feel like we want to be beholden to any party any politician uh you know like we don't necessarily want to work with any organizations uh and commit to it so which is fine which is completely their prerogative but you can't be mad and upset that other people who also have the best interests of black people in mind are like well i want to do it a different way i do want to commit resources and time to to organizations that have some inroads and to help us like there's more than one way to do this thing right um but it seems like they've kind of like at least some people which and honestly man it was real fucked up because a lot of the quotes in here from anonymous people which you know anonymous people who are you people yeah i don't know if it rhymes with scream frampton or what but like a lot of these people had these anonymous comments and then like the anonymous comments are calling for transparency which like how the fuck you gonna be anonymous asking somebody else to be more transparent like that's right. such a that's such a like hypocritical stance but like also like it was very weird that they would that that they would you know take these shots at him because some of the points didn't make sense they sounded like almost jealous like one of them was like so you 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 go to um charleston after the shooting and the hashtag go home to ray stars trending uh and they made it seem like he made it trend and it was his fault and he uh and then they they kind of compared him to al sharpton which highly ironic yes i'm a prophet yes i'm the smartest person alive but like they compare him to al sharpton to say he had an al sharpton type model it's like racist people that were threatening my life make something trend right in the united states and it's my fault like i'm like i'm a bad person because like is that the thing you just want the credit whether it's good or bad you want the death threats and you want all that shit too like that goes along with the territory yeah like is, is black lives matter not getting enough credit and publicity is that what they feel that they they deserve more and deray is getting too much because part of that might also be a model issue part of that is because you don't necessarily have a, a person and if that's the thing that you want you could remedy that if not then just leave it alone mm-hmm. other people have different approaches and it doesn't negate your approach because no. they have a different approach and it there doesn't erase so many, your work it doesn't erase your work right. and you know the other thing and I, like well, another thing they were saying was like well their work reduplicates and kind of does work that other people have already done here's the problem with that if they were to take those other people's work y'all would say well they're taking credit for someone else's work or they're just using someone else's work to get attention so either way they were going to be fucked so if they do the groundwork of counting all the police uh homicides uh, or police killing uh suspects that are unarmed if they if they do all the hard work of doing it themselves then it's why'd you do all that work we other people have already done it if they don't do the work then it's oh you just using someone else's numbers you didn't do any of that work it's no fucking way to win no no it's not and it's and why does there it can only be one it can only be one way it can only be one group and nobody can do everything nobody can do everything yeah um you know and and the other thing too is like um the media mostly decides it can only be one right so even if like 
i remember that this dude didn't do interviews for damn near a year you know what i mean like he just wouldn't go on he, people want to interview him of course but he wouldn't do press same thing with netta she still isn't really comfortable doing press but like or at least you know that's what i've heard her say but like like they're not people that are just like i'm trying to make my money and my name off of this shit um on some like opportunistic bullshit but right it feels like when it's convenient to paint them that way people have no problem doing that you know no problem there were people that were upset with him for having not having black african soap in his house at one point on twitter like that was a thing that was trending was like like some of the critiques have been ridiculous um like in this one mckesson's gone into places and countered the organizing on the ground and tweeted out information he wasn't supposed to perpetuated bad narratives and not offer support said another prominent activist aligned with black lives matter organization who asked to remain anonymous because the activist was not authorized to speak on behalf of the network that shouldn't be a surprise when you have hashtags like go home to ray in the aftermath of the charleston shooting the activist said it was like he was perpetuating the al sharpton model of leadership what the fuck does that mean right my critique comes from this seemingly type of individual activism as opposed to working with people and groups that have been doing this for a while so it sounds like you're trying to bring them into the fold now now that was rose rosa clemente who is an organizer for black lives matter for example in 2012 the malcolm x grassroots movement published the every 28 hours report which is early as 2010 began compiling the names of african-american men and women and children killed by the police um so they're like why you got to count them up yourself it's like well if like i said if he would have took advantage of that while also because he he likes him netta like that crew they like to kind of keep their individuality they don't want to join an organization which i can relate to yes I um, can. not everybody's a joiner not everybody wants to you know be holding or responsible to to uh, uh another group of people right not to mention a lot of times organizations can stifle shit with all their organizing and, and all, all their, their rules and regulations and yeah shit. right like when when uh when different campaigns were ready to meet with people a group has to go organize itself find the right people that come meet and it might take it takes valuable time whereas if you say hey i want to meet with netta or i want to meet with deray or i want to meet with uh samuel or i want to like whoever i want to meet with they can be like all right it's just me i can show up and give you the things that my organization's been right. working on i don't have to ask for permission we don't right. we don't have to jump through hoops i don't have to ask you know get 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 all get all this this shit that goes with when, when you when you did when you deal with very very large um organizations it's like a big ship and when they move they move slowly yeah mckenzie's profile in the movement is as something of a lone actor has added to the tension he has repeatedly said he does not wish to join the organization you can't be accountable to folks you are not in the community with one activist said once again no name right but mckesson sees independence as free and i think that there are many people who believe in social justice work writ large who are invested in uh the movement who have chosen not to be in traditional organizations who want to be in the work without living whatever connotation membership brings uh he said in an interview with buzzfeed news i think there's a way to organize for those people too it doesn't make any other models of organizing any less effective but it does say we have an opportunity to think about digital organizing in a new and profound way um so yeah like i said man i i can dig both approaches me too but you actually need both approaches it's kind of funny to see the shots fired from you know 
with from people that have mostly the same goals even though i know that that's happened in the past it's been covered up by history but we're now seeing it in real time right guarantee but it you also doesn't get along huh I yeah think, of course not we right. know they didn't adam clayton powell and fucking mlk and malcolm x like my way right your way wrong yeah you know uh but the thing is that's funny is seeing it in real time is also like people just can't help human nature like you didn't learn anything from those times or maybe the thing you learned was that it'll be covered up anyway so why not shoot your shot talk shit and and you know apologize later or not apologize at all but um you know it's you know like they it's like they're being stifled because you know they're not uh the ones in the headlines for some of this shit a uh, Black Lives Matter organizer who has lent policy expertise uh, expertise to movement organizers said he was mad as hell when the video of them confronting Hillary Clinton came out. Um, <clears throat> it is a popular sentiment with activists focused on policy. The people who confronted Clinton didn't seem to have specific solutions prepared, and it made the broader movement look, look bad, they say. Um, because in the confrontation with Hillary Clinton, she says, you're gonna have to come together as a movement and say here's what we want done about it uh she told the activists um and later seen when when people saw the video to which i when i saw that i was like okay like i don't know why people take that as an insult Mm-mm. like there's certain things that people take as an insult all the time where i'm just like i don't see that as an insult she didn't dismiss she didn't demean yeah, it, she didn't rank it's like i understand you're mad and i don't i'm not trying to take advantage of you but you're trying you think you can just tell white people to do the right thing and then their emotions and feelings are going to take over that's kind of what you're approaching me with right now i know white people and that ain't gonna happen yeah put it in writing so i need something legal right that i can get some legislative shit that i can do because laws have to change because uh not just laws have to change you gotta force it like like they, they will never ever ever out of the goodness of their heart collectively be like we will push privilege to the side and just do the right thing right because it's the right thing to do and i and i dug her answer to that you know it it wasn't kind it wasn't nice but it also wasn't pandering and it wasn't it wasn't bullshit it was a legit reason answer so the problem that uh some of these people are having is that well she basically made it sound like we don't know what we want next well you didn't have an answer at the time so you maybe you didn't know or maybe you didn't weren't prepared to answer a question to her face at the time but next time you'll be ready or, right. or now you go back you come up with an answer you bring it back to her right like it wasn't like i think um black lives matter um is is brilliant i think mm-hmm. they have shifted the the movement uh they have shifted the conversation mm-hmm. they have done so much stuff that i don't find it to be beyond them to come back and be like yo this was the answer boom and then that's it right. now, now get to work on it you and, know and it's okay to to challenge and grow as an organization and as a group and change and grow and adapt like there's nothing wrong with evolving yeah i just i mean i just think if they have the answers already then they got to be prepared to say them right then right because you know that that could be a way to shut you down is for people to be like well what you want us to do the confrontation with Clinton didn't need to happen, and the fact that it was taped and then broadcast, it was clear that it was used as a way to make black people feel like they don't have answers when they do, the activist said. Um, so who recorded it and who put it out? Uh, for this part, McKesson was not shy about his willingness to discuss policy with anyone. By the, for the, for the record, it's not like D-Ray was there or anything. That, I don't, that had nothing to do with D-Ray. Um, uh, matter of fact, those people went on the nightly show, uh, mm-hmm. some of those people. So that was Black Lives Matter um and i like i don't know how you can name blame 
how you even can conflate d-ray with that moment is just i don't know it seems like people are mad that he's beat his people his organization or uh you know campaign zero has kind of beat people to some solutions and then it's like well how dare you it's like well because i care too and these are the answers i came up with i care too it doesn't stop it doesn't stop you from having your answers if you're not prepared to give your answers at the time then prepare them later and and submit them as well it's not a race no it's not um especially if you come to different solutions that can also like benefit each other you know Mm -hmm. it's not like everybody's gonna get everything right and you know the campaign zero is considered a living document which is as better and good you know better ideas come in they'll they'll adapt to that too they'll add those things in um for his part mckesson has not been shy about his willingness to discuss policy with anyone from bernie sanders to martin o'malley his willingness to engage politicians offers a stark difference to the black lives matter network mckesson infamously accepted an invitation from hillary clinton to attend her official rally on roosevelt island in june the network's activists had come to new england that day in august intending to interrupt her there were two different events months apart um these are two different events months apart the tension between campaign zero and the network came to a head when mckesson responded to a tweet from the sanders campaign uh a meeting between by the way why couldn't you interrupt her anyway all right just because d raised her interrupt her anyway what the fuck it's your shit <laughs> right you know like if that's what happens that's what happens um he's he's like people won't be confused he's actively said i'm not part of this organization they'll be like okay y'all did that uh for y'all um mm-hmm. anyway uh he responded to a tweet from the sanders campaign a meeting between sanders and campaign zero is now in the works activist and filmmaker dream hampton tweeted at the time that sanders would do better to meet with leadership from black lives matter network why can't he meet with both groups right and you know why he can't because black lives matter wasn't ready to meet with him at the time so they weren't they weren't going to be able to meet with him so it would you know what i mean there was no like at this point it was like you need to wait till we do it and then you can you know what i mean which is like if the clock is ticking on people dying like does it matter no well like i I know people want the credit for the work they've done and i get it but you know it's not like he's done nothing and he just swoped in at the last second like give me all the credit you know what i mean right while i mean with direct well she wrote while i mean with that deray might be a blast i would expect bernie sanders to meet with actual black lives matter folks those who forced this platform which is kind of disingenuous because you know while they may have forced the bernie sanders the latest iteration of him having to conf- talk about it it's not like i said d-ray's just been doing nothing it's not like netta's been doing nothing it's not like you know they're just some nobodies and then like the only thing people think about when they hear black lives matter is this organization like they think about an entire movement of people mm-hmm. um activists with the black lives matter network however have said that they have no desire to meet with the candidate so now you got people saying i don't even want to meet with them ever so now the delay becomes so deray and those guys are supposed to not meet with ever right because until we feel like it's okay for y'all to do it right even though you don't belong to our group and we have no ownership over you right and you have no ownership over us right including at the request of the sanders campaign at the activists confronted him in seattle 
according to the ally of to the ally black lives matter network activists are finalizing the blueprint for uh actions similar in scale and ambition to campaign zero activists are also setting up hierarchical infrastructure for the sole purpose of accountability a reluctant course of action in an organization that brags that is full of leaders by the way this would have happened um if duray and them would have joined up with black lives matter then it would have became about well why do they got the biggest names at black lives matter why do they get all the credit why mm-hmm. you know why they got the more most twitter followers why people won't interview them and now interview other people it would have it it still would have happened right. it just would have happened within right you know because there's always going to be human jealousy yeah, and pettiness pettiness and, and shit right. you can't human, help it you're human. human right that's human nature as sad as that may be when we have a larger cause but people don't give a fuck yeah so i mean it's like it like i accept it as an inevitability and try to withhold judgment because it's inevitable right as opposed to being like you know because my the thing i hate the most are the people that sit on twitter and all these shit and just go why don't y'all just get along i just it's just sad to see y'all being like this i mean really because at the end of the day they're not gonna get along and it's and it really and no one is capable of getting along at this level like history will smooth it over in 30 years people will write it like everybody got along but Mm -hmm. in general you never no one's ever gotten along no one's ever done that right you know when there was slavery and people were like i want to be free as a slave there were people that were like i like slavery right you know what i mean like right you're just never gonna have it so it's an unreasonable expectation which is one of the things i actually disliked about this article is that it really has no purpose Mm because at the end of the article it's just kind of like yeah so you know some niggas don't like the other niggas like we knew this right this is this is not nothing new everybody didn't get along and folks fall out you have egos you have personality types that conflict with each other it's a lot of shit and it kind of does exactly what it accuses everybody else of doing makes d-ray's name the number one name while then blaming him for being the number one name hello how about you write a feature article on uh all the other voices in black lives matter that people aren't hearing from if that's your if that's your complaint is this person's getting too much attention focus the spotlight on some other people that want to get their voice out there you know it doesn't necessarily have to be about one person it's you know i feel like people just have such a um people just have such a tightrope that they want to put these people on it's like no one can live up to these expectations so why are you why are you doing this you know um anyway so yeah they're working on shit and like it's a bigger organization it's more people by the way this is one of the reasons that people keep their shit small i'm not a joiner either you know what i mean personally as a person not just for black lives matter for in, in anything it's one of the reasons that we have a quote-unquote network but the network is me and karen right you know what i mean like justin who i consistently can rely upon to be here every friday or every week who loves being on the show to do balls deep that's the only other person i really will involve in this shit everybody else is really um expendable or at least replaceable because i don't like i don't like one gumming up people's schedules telling them what they need to be doing for me right i don't think that's fair Um, right unless i'm paying you and it right and then two i trust and rely on myself and karen more than i trust and rely on other people and it gives us an ability to handle stuff faster than we would if we had 12 different podcasts like there's some networks where it's hey it's 17 different people and we all do this stuff but you got to organize 17 different schedules and Mm -hmm. sometimes shows fall off and sometimes people don't care anymore or sometimes people get busy or they have a kid or they get whatever 
and then it's like oh that show hasn't come out in three months yeah they don't they're not as dedicated to your shit as you are to your own shit right and they're not as dedicated to whatever it is uh that you feel is the best way to go as other people would so the smaller your organization the tighter your group the easier it is to adapt and to do shit you know a lot of times the 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 uh all the him and hawing will actually slow up your ability to to work mm-hmm. you know so i can understand the argument for having a smaller group as well as a bigger group i i can completely understand right because they both serve their purposes because there are things that a larger organization can do because you have more manpower more money your your reach is further you have more influence like like large organizations serve a purpose also and they're not all bad yeah and like the other part of this is with so many of these people taking like having twitter accounts and shit and we know that they have roles in these organizations when you publicly come for somebody everybody sees it everybody's like we can't like you can't even pretend like oh this is some bullshit it's all fake like no Mm -hmm. we saw it we saw it like we got people that people that aren't even like involved see the shit because you can't miss it because everybody loves a good fight no matter what and it turns into activists and hip-hop and motherfuckers are you know bandwagon on one side talking shit about the other side Mm -hmm. like like it's like like i said we just have a a level of access now in 2015 that's just unprecedented and we don't have the scope of time to truly reflect back on these moments and be like oh that was no big deal in the in the interim like in the in the immediacy of uh of our analysis of it it is completely a big deal Mm -hmm. but in like in six months am i gonna be like you know man deray really got into it with so-and-so no Mm -mm. i probably won't give a fuck you will remember something else will happen by then you know uh, anyway the bigger lesson from all this shit is as always 20 uh some hours from another black person dying and then everybody having to not care about this shit that's my whole point and then everybody's gonna be on the same page every group no matter what fucking group you are you're gonna be grinding you're gonna be protesting you're gonna be holding up signs everybody's gonna be organizing everybody's gonna be going out there regardless of what's happening because at the end of the day the goal is larger than anything else the goal the end results i don't give a fuck if you get along or not all i know is that i won't a result of black people stop to stop being shot in the streets how you get there i don't care that's what's so crazy too is like you know you got these people that are like um you know working on the ground for all these same goals but we're not a monolith no like we are gonna have different approaches people are gonna like different things about different stuff um and whatever people are attracted to that that's positive to me like you know because they're still attracted to the same impetus the same thing that they want to see solved so i don't understand why anybody would be against this you know what i mean and yeah i like i said for me personally i never had an expectation that everybody's gonna get along so it was very easy for me to be like oh yeah them two people don't like each other oh well right you know what i mean with the sean king shit there were people on there are people on twitter that are like i don't fuck with sean king and i was like and i remember when we did the show i was like yo look at the source of this article it's probably not true and if anything is like if you're co-signing it without even looking into what they're talking about it's more than likely that you already had a problem with this dude and you're hoping that this is true right so that you can like have a personal vendetta settled but 
how is that how is that productive for anything it is not you it know what is i mean not and at the end of the day that bullet don't give a fuck about what's what your personal beefs your personal gripes you getting along you're not getting along what part or what organization you're in they don't give a fuck when somebody dies but you do so your job is to continue to do what you do however it is that you're doing it and that's and, and as long as you have people grinding that's all that matters because you're willing to sacrifice and go out your way and do shit that other people are not willing to do so i applaud you in your work and your methods is irrelevant to me yeah well the thing with the twitter account now is you know it's kind of like twitter people shit on celebrities but everybody gets a chance to be a celebrity with twitter and shit it's kind of proven that we all have that instinct inside of us so it's just part of the it's just part of the process people are going to want to take credit for the shit that they've done right whether it's stuff that you feel like like no matter how you feel you might feel like people should be like oh it's about the cause not me getting credit that that's not how life has ever worked you know what i mean people are like yeah it's about the cause but also i came up with blank put you know trademark you know give me my credit uh like there was some woman that tried to take the black girl magic you know the the thing that um you know people have been the hashtag and stuff mm-hmm. a person that was not the creator of the black girl black girls are magic uh hashtag or the gear that that's been sold or mm-hmm. any of this stuff there was a woman who tried to start a magazine with that what yep are you serious mm-hmm. yep yep on that she was on twitter did they did telling the creator of it uh that you know hey i got the right to do it you ain't trademark this and all this shit which i'm not so sure that person understands how intellectual property works and the problem is so many people on the outside looking in say stuff like well, why don't you just sue them i mean it's your da 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 um or why don't you file the trademark a lot of you that say that don't know what the fuck you're talking about you don't have the money to know what you're talking about you've never tried to do anything like that but and you don't even know what it protects you from or if you need to protect it or what kind of things you can protect it from not to mention with the internet all this shit is kind of new game um for a lot of people mm-hmm. um so it was just more of a like yo shame on you like uh, you're gonna take another black woman's work and try to capitalize off of it like who's gonna support you right and not even collaborate with her not work with her and not be like i'm gonna do this i give you a cut a piece or something you're like nope i'm and not only do you have the balls to take this person's idea and run with it you got the balls to say kiss my ass there's nothing you can do about it and what you fail to realize there may be repercussions to that but you act like it's the wild wild west and that the law won't step in and be like hey you can't do that right so anyway but uh yeah I, you know it's i just think a lot of this is just people don't listen because like i've I, I like i said i don't even like get all up in the deray and netta shit like that mm-hmm. or um you know i follow several people in black lives matter and i see when they talk about certain things or whatnot but i'm not a religious follower of any of these people mm-hmm. that i see all their tweets and even with me on a periphery i've seen them say so much shit where it's like you know i you know this movement's gonna keep going if i'm not here or you know the goal is not to have one name and one leader or um you know eventually i have to return back to my real life you can't just do this forever or hey i was just doing these things before mike brown died and now i you know like now people are thrusting all this weight upon me but 
that you know like that's not what i want to do forever like right i want to also go back to being able to have fun and watch tv and talk about go to concerts and shit like this and as well and enjoy life like like i'm not out to become activist celebrity mm-hmm. people don't give a fuck you know i've seen so many interviews where deray's corrected people like hey black lives i'm not i'm not in black lives matter mm-hmm. you know they black, don't give a fuck you black so you in the group yeah and you you know like i said i did interviews where i got caught well i was just like i said the opposite of that <laughs> you don't you don't even give a fuck because it's lazy and it's easy for you and if i say it on twitter people don't care and if you put it in your article people assume that's what was said you know like i said every single interview i did every single one i, I was like here are the women that took the stage at the events and and i think one article found those people one article you know what i mean interviews i did they don't care what you say lots a black activist twitter lobbyist comedian podcast like they don't give a fuck they're just like nope i found the person i want to talk to and i'm done i'm not trying to like if and you know luckily i'm a nobody in the in that phrase and i don't want to be any of that shit Mm -mm. so nobody has to come to me and be like you tried to take and all the credit for this because that's that's what i kept thinking was gonna happen was like someone's gonna say i took all the credit while i obviously was telling people i'm not taking any credit please don't do that right even though they would then go write whatever the fuck they wanted to write so i and i and i'm not as influential as those people i'm not as popular as those people i can imagine what the fuck happens with other people and how shady shit can be and how lazy people can be and the impact that it has because i've seen people attack people over articles and shit where you're like that's not a quote from that person Mm-mm. like some the fucking author just decided to put that in there and you're treating it like it came out that person's mouth people don't give a fuck Mm-mm. um matt damon successfully uh i mean interrupt successful black woman filmmaker to oh wait we didn't say zero to a hundred on that a uh, hundred for me of course all right matt damon interrupt successful black woman filmmaker to explain diversity to her a hundred all right so a hundred mm-hmm. all right yeah matt damon all right uh but yeah he has a project runway or something like that and uh this black woman was one of the contestants one of the finalists um she uh her name is effie brown she's an experienced hollywood producer and a black woman she produced 17 feature films including dear white people and uh apparently she went to go bring up um that the only black woman in this film they were producing happened to be a prostitute get slapped by a white man and uh matt damon basically cut her off and um she because she said all she all she said is that perhaps this room full of white people might be cognizant of who they hired to direct a character like that aka hire someone of color so they can treat the role with some dignity and prevent it from descending into a racist trope and she says you're looking at this you're looking at this group right here and who you're picking and the story that you're doing she said calmly then matt damon swooped on in um and said uh uh let me explain some diversity to you he argues that actually the less diverse directing teams brought up the same issue about the prostitute character that effie was raising so he's like look white people saw this as possibly being racist too Effie counters by saying that his summation is not necessarily true and Matt Damon interrupts her again this time by laying out what exactly diversity is he says when we're talking about diversity you do it in the casting of the film not in the casting of the show which such bullshit right like hey we cast some black people 
so uh, black actors are in it therefore it's diverse as if black directors don't bring diversity or even more diversity to a lot of stuff right not to mention the directors and producers and writers are the people that create these things the creative side of this does matter while i'm not saying this means all white people can't create black characters and shit like that Mm -hmm. so but in general um that's a good excuse to keep black it's like saying um why do we need black coaches in the nfl i mean we got black players on the field it's like well there's two different jobs and why wouldn't we want to diversify both right well like why is this either or shit happening that that's not how it had to happen right it's okay to get them out there like that but it's not okay to get get us in the place where you have to think right i just would want to urge people to think about whoever this director is the way that they're going to treat the character of harmony her being a prostitute the only black person being a hooker who gets hit by her white pen we brought up to each other so I, so true. I think on the surface they mm-hmm. look like one thing, but they might end up giving us true something that, they... that we don't want. And when we're talking about diversity, y- you do it in the casting of the film, not in the casting of the show. Whew. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is your response because you're like, what the? F-? You looking like I know you didn't say that bullshit to me. Yep. Zero to hundred, Karen. Fuck him. All right that is not a number but i'm assuming that's 100 mm-hmm. yeah 100 for me too that's pretty terrible matt damon right pretty fucking terrible um, said it with confidence too like <laughs> word like this is what we about to do and he added you know he's the person that you know has as a producer of the show so that means he either put it in there because he was like i told her or he put it in there like look how stupid i can be too what do you think it is I think he put it in there because he thinks he said something smart. That's my guess. Because that was stupid as fuck. Right. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's just do guess the race. No uh, ball alert tonight. Let's do I it. I want to watch the Eagles. Now that is time for some guess the race. That's, That's right. It's guess the race time. Now that is time for some guess the race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants, this time the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist as hell. All right, let's get into it. A man finds a strange couple in his bed after the roommate uh, after his roommate airbnbs his condo oh <laughs> no without his permission mm-hmm. you know airbnb is that thing where um people uh uh you know people can get a little bit um uh what was that sound anyway mm-hmm. uh people can get a little bit um uh cozy in your home you know you basically rent out your home like you would a uh like a like a hotel yeah some people I've, some people say they've had wonderful experience experience they say they save a lot of money mm-hmm. going this route uh so yeah <clears throat> let me see if i can play it um well you know it can you. be a little nerve-wracking you rent out your home to a stranger to make some extra money but what if that tenant decide to make a little money of his own and sublet while you're out of town cbs 2's mike parker so you rent out your apartment to a roommate basically 
and then they rent out your shit to airbnb because you went out of town found a man looking for answers after it happened to him in this original report your house is like invaded somebody slept in my bed robert corwin is a digital artist who lives part-time in california and part-time in this west town neighborhood condo recently he came back to chicago and found a young couple living in the master bedroom his liquor supply was gone, and there was a hookah <laughs> on the dining room table. Your imagination oh. goes crazy, what's going on. I mean, it could be everything from orgies to, like, drugs. As right. he escorted them out, they told him they had rented the room on the website Airbnb. That's an online service that hooks up worldwide travelers with property owners with extra room to rent. But Corwin had never listed his property on Airbnb. Who did? So this would have been his room? He believes it was the young man who had been living there with his permission, renting the second bedroom. Sure enough, he found the listing on Airbnb. So this is the two ads that roommate put up of my place. And he even used my photo. The roommate has now been tossed out, and Corwin is now asking Airbnb for help. So maybe I can go after him, or they could stop him from ever doing it. But they're not, they're just like, eh, we're not doing anything. The company says Airbnb does not own, operate, manage, or control accommodations, nor do we verify private contract terms or arbitrate complaints from third parties. You feel violated somehow? Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's, somebody invaded my nest. Shortly before airtime, Airbnb called us with this official reaction to our story, and here it is. This property is no longer listed on Airbnb, and we are reviewing this matter fully. Rob? The initial statement and that last yeah, one sound quite the, different, Mike. Uh, you have to wonder if they appreciate the security problem they apparently have and what steps they may take to try to solve it, because okay. it's a serious one. Oh, sure it is. No, you, the news dude, you talking, contacted them, and it was like, Hey, now they got Airbnb commercials. Like they, they kind of stepping their game up and going big time. And you can't have people like I'm not using your service. And you need a policy to protect people from shit like this. Guarantee you, this is not the first time this has happened. Yep. So guess the race of the victim. Uh, I guess I'm just uncomfortable saying it. Staying in somebody's house. Okay. Uh, hustle man, black, wait, white. Okay. He didn't put the paws on him. So white, white, whiter than Matt Damon's privilege. He's a hustler, baby. Black says leslie uh white as snow columbus got columbus uh clark griswold white oh leslie changed it to white as matt damon's penis white privilege ah. white white ass to driven snow white black man white black man would have locked his room door while he was gone <laughs> correct answer is
in your warm embrace. But something wrong, cause it's written on your face. That's right, Karen. They were sleeping in his bed, and the correct answer is ah. white. <laughs> sleeping in his airbnb right right and my my thing is that i guarantee you this is not why don't you have a policy for this yeah yeah, how do you You, like you need to have a policy for this you need to confirm that whoever's doing this owns this property yeah it seems that would make sense to have a policy where you go okay are you the owner of this property because if not we cannot lease or sublease or sub rent your property you cannot list somebody else shit and you don't own it seems very um obvious that this would be a it's gonna take a loophole. massive lawsuit for them to change that policy yeah so you mean to tell me i i can go and some i'm written and stand somewhere and i can lease your shit out without your permission yeah it seems like an obvious loophole right and it was like oh then it was like oh we going to news y'all the real news calling us we can't we can't be like fuck it like the first letter we got to put an official statement a baptist college president's affair revealed in shocking video shot by his son uh-oh a uh, video posted this week shows a former president of baptist college in south carolina caught during a rendezvous with a woman who is not his wife <laughs> the footage shows a man identified as paul epting telling his father jimmy epting it's over dad this is done after pushing past him and filming the woman it was shot last october three months before the elder epting announced that he would be taking a sabbatical for the 2015 spring semester he officially retired in may after 24 years leading the school uh it has come to our attention that a video has service pertaining to our former president and mem- members of our staff interim school president randall panel said in an email to students on thursday please join me in prayer for the university at this time the footage starts with the man identified as paul epting pointing the camera at himself and saying here we go it might be a bad day before entering the uh-huh. house by unlocking what the news called a rear door oh hey buddy jimmy epting says only for paul to reply what are you doing dad Paul then walks into the bathroom asking where is she before confronting the woman and asking what are y'all doing? What are you doing? Jimmy Epting is seen coming into the bathroom before Paul says, no, no, I know exactly what you're doing. Why? It's over, dad. It's over. The school, which is affiliated with the South Carolina Baptist Convention, released a statement on Thursday saying the university leaders are expected to lead Christ-centered lives and abide by all campus police policies and procedures. Yo, how much do you want to bet that dude was like i'm against these gays getting married they're out here messing up the sanctity of marriage mm-hmm. now i got to go fuck my mistress i'll be right back right uh so guess you the can race. do that though say what can you can do that straight sex mm-hmm. that's good no matter how it's done right uh guess the race chat room brothers didn't don't raise no snitches because they aren't there white oh let's <laughs> 4s3 says uh 4st says that level of snitching implies peak caucasity mighty whitey of him matt damon didn't diversify the cast in this film either so very white cast of the friendly snitch white white privilege white kid talking kids talking black kids talking back white a black son would not have ratted that dad dad out he would have built up resentment <laughs> the correct answer is black all right go to the bonus round Double the points and the race. 
boys double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race bonus points for guess the race everything uh right now is two 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 everybody's got two for two so uh let's go ahead and uh see what happens now uh i wonder if joey greco was on that last that last video. <laughs> last one he might have been and sanchez came out and helped you know sanchez be knowing Sanchez, where they at? Over by the, <laughs> they over by the uh, skating rink, boss. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, let's see. How about um, here's one: a Hammonds man exposes his genitals in a sporting goods store. Oh. Then he battled the police. Police say they arrested a Hammond man at a Baton Rouge sports show, a sports store, uh, after he accused he was accused of shoplifting and responded by pulling out his genitals threatening employees and fighting an officer well it must have uh if he did all that i feel like the only place that this could have happened must have been dicks uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that wasn't loud enough I don't know. there we go um 22 year old will williams jr was taken into police custody wednesday around 7 p.m and booked on charges of disturbing the peace resisting by force public intimidation obscenity battery on police simple assault and attempted simple escape following the scene at the academy sports and outdoors located at okay whatever after he had been observed possibly shoplifting williams approached the cash register with the brpd officer uh on extra duty assignment told him that if he had anything else in his pockets he needed to pay for then now was the time to do it in response to this williams proceeded to pull down his pants expose his genitals to the officer employees and surrounding store patrons he then grabbed his genitals and told the officer that was all he had (laughs) (laughs) that's it damn uh all i got is this dick the actions by Williams caused several small children at the next register to begin to scream and cry. Ha <laughs> ha, scaring them children. His general scared the kids. The officer then grabbed Williams from behind, pulled up his pants, and tried to drag him out of the store as he actively resisted striking the officer, even as he was being forced into a patrol car, continuing to struggle after being placed in handcuffs. While the officer was trying to get Williams to the backseat of the patrol car, he continued to kick at the officer's legs while accusing the officer of beating him. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as as assisting officers arrived on the scene to help secure Williams in the patrol car, the man told officers that he was in the United States Army and would have the arresting officer fired. Williams also told the officer that he would kill them before having sex with their wives and children. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Once in the patrol car, Williams began to try to kick the back glass out of the vehicle uh, until officers placed a hobble strap on his legs and prevented him from trying to escape once at the brpd officer office williams continued his efforts by spitting in the face of officers calling them racist and threatening to have them fired and then killed wow that guy really needs to write a complaint letter to somebody mm-hmm. guess the race chat room all i got is d's nuts black all he had were his balls and his word black this dick ain't free black blacker than the street chauncey sang on fought the cops and didn't catch a bullet too easy white louisville slugger black he's still alive white as hell black a white penis would not have scared the children and made them cry that black anaconda (laughs) ain't no joke military privilege black 
he threatened them with his dick so he was armed black oh i want to say black but them threats is white as hell the correct answer is black many of you got it and many of you missed it damn oh man. yeah he black all right i know that is uh it's a hell of a <laughs> that's a hell of a story right <laughs> he pulled all the privilege out pulled out his dick what uh all right last thing we gotta talk about of course is sore ratchetness A man is charging a sword altercation. Authorities said a heart-shorn man, a resident, went medieval on his son, chasing the man while wielding a sword. Carl Bond Sr., 48, was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon on Tuesday in Pittsburgh County District Court. Heart-shorn police officer Anthony Garvin wrote in an affidavit that he told he was told by several witnesses. Bond Sr. ran at his son after an argument where his son told him told his father to stop being a punk and get the help he needed <laughs> the son told me that his dad started chasing him outside with the sword Carl senior yelled he would stab him in the head too oh the report indicates the son was not physically harmed during the altercation garvin said he was also told bond senior threatened to damage a vehicle with a golf club the officer said that his investigation and questioning the bond senior led to the confession by a man by the man after i advised that several people saw it he finally admitted that he had chased his son with a sword uh and he had hidden it inside a plastic tote inside the house um in 2004 he was convicted of injury to a minor child and was sentenced to five years all suspended after completion of a rehabilitation program he was again convicted of felony in 2008 this time for possession of a controlled dangerous substance and sentenced to 10 years suspended uh guess the race right white he was white <laughs> yes he was motherfucker been in trouble three times and still out and can get access to swords that is some bullshit all right man we'll talk to y'all tomorrow uh go eagles and um uh fuck everybody else team uh until tomorrow <laughs> My team won. i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.